So in preparation for my homily uh, this, uh, this day, I've been trying to find someone um, with a birthday on Christmas. And Kevin, it's your birthday, right? Kevin McGraw's birthday. Anybody else have a birthday today? Um, there was uh, someone on Facebook when I was trying to find someone with the birthday, and uh, she said that her birthday was Christmas and that her parents married, named her Carol. So ever since her birthday, she's been known as Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Growing up, I um, knew people who had their birthdays on Christmas, and I always thought they had the short end of the stick, um, getting just one present for just Christmas and uh, their birthday. Was that the case for you, Kevin? No, you got two. Okay, good. Well, I would say to those who only got one present for Christmas on their birthday, they're good in good company because Jesus himself only got one present for his birthday and Christmas. In fact, there was a cute cartoon that had the Magi coming with gifts and uh, in the conversation bubble saying to the baby Jesus, this is for Christmas and for your birthday. <laughs> but today isn't just Kevin's birthday. It's not just Christmas Carol's birthday. It's not just Jesus's birthday. It's your birthday and it's my birthday. Because Jesus was born so that we could be born again, so that we could be remade, so that we could become a new creation. This is from our gospel today. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. Jesus was born so that we could be born as sons and daughters of God our Father. So today is your birthday. Today is my birthday. Two Fridays ago, I received a message from a man who wanted to speak with me. And so I I gave him a call back. We'll call his name Paul. And I called Paul back and turns out that he was going through AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and he was working on his fifth step. Those of you who are familiar with AA and the fifth step would know that the fifth step is to admit to God and to yourself and to another person the exact nature of your wrongdoings. Paul is not Catholic, but he wanted to speak with someone he could trust, and so he looked up the local Catholic church and called here, Queen of Peace, called the office. Turns out, uh, Paul did go to Catholic school when he was growing up, when he was younger. So anyways, we met this past Friday, and for two hours, two hours he related to me basically his life story, all of his brokenness, his resentment towards his parents, his regret about abandoning his own son when his son was just a few years old. Paul shared his pain with about diabetes and other embarrassing health problems. He spoke about his guilt and shame of his business failures, and he confessed his envy, his lust, his jealousy, his resentment, and even anger towards God. He spoke about his deep fears Paul had just so much shame and guilt built up that even led to a great deal of self-hatred. 
because of his bad choices in the past and how he hurt himself and hurt others. When he was finished pouring out his heart to me, I simply said, Paul, it seems to you that you will be broken forever. It seems that you will have to deal with your broken relationships. You'll always feel that guilt and shame. But that isn't true. You don't have to live with that brokenness, that shame and guilt, this pain forever. Because, Paul, you began to exist years ago in your mother's womb, and you will now continue to exist forever. You will never cease to exist. And it is possible at some point in your existence, you won't experience any of that guilt or shame, any of that brokenness ever again. That everything in your life, all that pain would be healed. You won't know anything of the broken relationships or grief or loneliness. Everything will be put back. Everything will be made whole again. We sang in our responsorial psalm today, all the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. And we hear about the saving power of God. We hear about Jesus as Savior. We immediately think, yes, God's saving power. Yes, Jesus is Savior, you know. He's going to save us from hell. He's going to save us from eternal punishment. And that's true. But it's also very incomplete. Because Jesus doesn't just save us from being guilty. He just doesn't save us from punishment. Rather, Jesus is a Savior because he makes us whole. Because he heals us. Because he puts things back together for us. Ultimately, this won't perfectly happen until the end of our earthly life. But we must realize and think of about our existence as one continuum. And at some point at that continuum, we will be totally healed and free of any pain or guilt or shame or brokenness. Our experience of being, of existing, will be restored. Christmas is a time that we often look back. We like to look in the past. And oftentimes we'll long for times past. For example, maybe it's loved ones of ours who have died. And we long for those times when we could be with them again. And so we have this grief. We have this loss. Well, we won't always experience that grief or that loss. Our grief will be healed. And it can begin to be healed even now because of God's saving power. We may have pain now because of past hurts, how people have treated us, maybe it's our parents, how they mistreated us or neglected us. And that hurts. And we struggle with this this, uh, unforgiveness and resentment towards them. Well, we won't always have to deal with that pain because of God's saving power. That pain will be healed And it can begin to be healed even now. I love to look at children during Christmas, especially my nieces and nephews. I hope you do as well. And oftentimes maybe we're tempted to be jealous of them because we wish we could go back to that time as a child, that innocence. Maybe it's because we realize that they haven't made some of the same mistakes we have. They haven't made their lives messy and complicated 
And so you don't experience maybe some of the shame and guilt that becomes acute to us at times. But God's saving power because Jesus is Savior, that shame and guilt at some time will be borne away. It will be healed. And it can even begin to be healed and made whole now. My friends, this is what Christmas is all about. That God entered into our messy, broken world, not just to save us from hell, not just to save us from future punishment, but to put everything back together to make us whole, to heal us, to give us new life. But this is because of God's saving power, not because of Muhammad, not because of Buddha, not pleasure, not food or drink will heal us, not money, not what others will think of us, not Facebook. Not even my spouse or children can ultimately heal me. No human effort can heal me. Human efforts always fall short. Only God, God's saving power, can do it. My brothers and sisters believe it. I believe it. I see it in myself. As a pastor, I get a front row seat. And so I see it in many of our parishioners, your fellow parishioners' lives, happening every day. God's saving power is here. And because of Christmas, because of his saving power, we don't have to look back and long for those days, but we can actually look forward. Why? Because God will perfectly heal everything and anything. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That is why we have hope. That is why we have joy. Merry Christmas and happy birthday.